0: the why watch that talk
1: it's officially fall which means it's officially tv season not i I don't even know when tv season season is every season apparently but back in the day listeners for you Really new millennials. TV used to be like it was TV season in the fall. But now it's just.
0: Worse. Well, it still is even worse in the fall. We'll say yeah. it
1: that later. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, we're going to catch up on some shows that um, basically have started. Some season finales. Some mes- mid-season check-ins. Um, Some series all of that—we've got you covered here at Why Watch That. So let's get started with Facebook's Watch's first narrative story. Like, I feel like it's—it's it's, its first episodic, um, and it started uh, recently. It, It's—it has a, a very familiar cast, or at least at least one cast member. It's called "Sorry for Your Loss." It's only four episodes you can no no it's more than four so it's like ten episodes right and you can get cracking like on the first four if you want to
0: mm-hmm.
1: and every Tuesday there's going to be what two episodes released so yes. this is a season one very familiar front runner at least of the cast tell us what Sorry for Your Loss is about I hear it's not it's not something you're gonna wanna get your popcorn out and get ready for a laugh it's It's not that.
0: (laughs) No, it certainly isn't. So, uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays Lee. Um, She's recently widowed. I think it's only a a few months. Young, all of that. So, the question is, how is she going to coach? She has a mother, played by Janet McTeer, who um, is her employer as well. Oh. Yeah, they own like a workout kind of place. And Lee runs uh, one of the classes. Mm. Okay. She also has a sister played by Kelly Marie Tran, who is an addict,
1: Mm-mm. and
0: she's just gotten out of rehab. Okay. So the dynamic is, you know, Lee is grieving. Mom and sis are grieving with her, but also every now and then saying, "Hey." We have some problems too. <laughs> so, this mm-hmm. is, uh, you, can, uh, you can imagine what's going on there underneath the surface. Now, her husband's brother is also in the picture, uh, played by Giovanna Depo. Yeah. So, if you saw uh, fences, he was in that. Ah. Uh, now, she and the brother don't get along. Okay. This was from before. And her husband in flashbacks is played by Mamadou Athe. So
1: okay, all right, we got a little something happening.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> so we can we can see it's almost like this is us, uh, except they don't all go all the way back and you know to when they're kids and have all these different sets of actors. But you do see in flashbacks certain parts of the relationship to understand what's actually going on. Everybody loved him. Though everybody loved it. So Lee is, um, you know, not your, I guess, poster child for for grief. She's kind of like, look, I don't have to say the right things that you're expecting of me.
1: Mm.
0: I'm going to be real about this. Okay, so we can see how that plays out. She goes to a a grief uh, group, of course. She kind of throws some bombs there. Uh, She meets another uh, recent widow who is the opposite of her, who wishes she could say what she's thinking, but she wants to come across as perfect. So we have these dynamics playing through these first four episodes that were released at once. Uh, What I'll say is this. It's good. Now, for Facebook Watch, is really their first foray into this kind of thing. They they picked a smart uh, show for this, they have people doing this who know what they're doing. For me as a critic, I was uh, drawn in the most uh, by Lee's relationship with the brother. Mm. If that's the show, I think they have a lot of territory that they could cover there. Some of the dynamics with her own family, I just thought, "Mm, I don't know that they would really say that. Maybe they would. It just wasn't quite sold on it. Also, A lot of times, Ref, when I was watching this, I was thinking, okay, I understand the subject matter, I understand it's important, and and it's certainly something you can tell a story about, but why this woman in particular? Hmm. So I wasn't quite clear in the first four episodes. Now, it's only about a half an hour per episode, so it's not a lot. Ooh, a
1: half an hour drama.
0: Uh, Yeah, very interesting, right? Very interesting. So that's all of this stuff is enough for everyone to determine whether you want to check it out. No, you can just go to Facebook and watch it. It's free. Okay. Mm. so you can just go do that and figure it out. I would say check it out if this sounds interesting to you, uh, and then you'll determine whether it works or not. For me, it's just good, just right on good.
1: Well, you know what? I feel bad. That's the name of the next show. (laughs) I'm such a ham. Uh, This premiered on Wednesday, the 19th. It airs every Thursday. It's on NBC, and uh, you really get a good start of it uh, during the first week of October. But if you... Wanted to dip in. (laughs) I'm sure you can go on your On Demand and check it out before it really gets started. I feel bad.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you could even go to Hulu if you have that. Um, Okay. So I feel bad uh, stars Sarayu Blue as Emmett. Uh, She's married to Paul Edelstein's character, David. They have kitties. And she has her parents who pop in to the home to do what parents do. Mm -hmm. She works, uh, as she's a creative, she's in charge of um, a group of illustrators, let's just say that, at work. And when she goes to work, she likes to talk through her problems at home. So in each episode, there's a reason why she feels bad, and that's the theme. Mm -hmm. And that'll be explored, both at home and at work. So that's what's happening here. Um, what I'll say is this. When I was watching this ref, I was thinking, blackish. Oh. Hmm. Some of how it looked like when she goes to work, they sit at a table, they have the conversations, she's she's sitting there with a bunch of idiots. Like it's uh-huh. mm-hmm. that kind of thing. There's there's glass instead of walls. Like Gotcha. I'm like, okay. And she does, you know, it's kind of like what Dre does. That's what Emmett is doing here. Um, you have the parents, like all of this stuff. I was like, is this just like we have an Indian American lead character doing blackish? Mm. Like, is that what's going on here? Um, now, for me, it's not quite as successful as blackish in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it develops. But it is nice to see this perspective. I just hope this. I hope they go even further into more blackish territory where it's very specific Mm. to Emmett's experience. They are getting there. I hope they go much further. Um, So you can see whether you want to check that out or not. For me, based on the first two episodes, it's not quite there to hook. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Netflix has The Good Cop that just premiered. It's uh, in its first season. You can binge it. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, the question is, do you want to? Should we? And when
0: should we, if we should? (laughs) (laughs) So here's the reason to watch if you're interested. It stars Josh Groban and Tony Danza as son and father.
1: I, I, I was sold there. When I saw it on Netflix, I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. What a pairing.
0: What a pairing. And the good cop is Josh Groban. Of course. Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah. So he's an NYPD detective. He does everything by the book. Not only at work, but also throughout his whole life. Everything. They call him all kinds of nicknames because of this. Mm -hmm. His father is a former detective who was a star, (laughs) but he got into some illegality that got him into the clinker.
1: Uh, Oh, oh, boy.
0: Yeah, he's now on probation, living with Josh. (laughs) So it's almost like good cop, bad cop. Mm -hmm. Now, in each episode, what happens is, of course, there's something that needs to be solved. In the first episode, Josh Groban's character's name is TJ. TJ is accused of murder himself. Oh, wow. And they say, look, we know it's you because... Your ballistics tell us it came from your gun. So it's either you or who else had access to your gun? Your father. Which one?
1: Oh, boy.
0: TJ goes, yeah, you're right. It has to be from my gun. I saw the ballistics myself. (laughs) This is the kind of guy he is. (laughs) So everybody's going, no, you don't have to say that. He's like, no, it's honest. And you see how that works itself out. Then in the next episode, you get a different case. So the whole tension here is... How can you be a good detective, a by-the-book detective, and still make sure you get justice? Mm. Mm. And of course, we have other people in the cast who are doing appropriate things for a detective procedural. <laughs> but the question is, are they... Like, is this making fun of the detective procedural? You have, like, kind of bluesy music, almost like they're about to call them gum shoes instead of
1: detectives. (laughs) Like, you have
0: that. You go, okay. Sometimes when they're saying lines, ref, I was going, okay, cue the laugh track. But there was none. Mm. Like, it was a setup for a laugh track. It's almost like they wrote it for it and it didn't happen. But not always. So I was confused. I didn't know whether this was a comedy or not, whether it was a spoof of detective procedurals or not. It seemed like no one was quite clear on what show they were in, either in front of the camera or behind it. I don't think that everybody's clear. So I'm not clear. The timing is just off. It's off. And the actors here do know what they're doing. So I don't know what's going on, but I will say everybody, you can just check it out, it's on Netflix. Check it out. At least you get to see Josh Groban play Tony Dance's father. That's just interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Netflix also premiered its miniseries. This is probably one of the highest, like everybody was anticipating this this fall. Um, right. It's Maniac, and it's created by Patrick Somerville, also Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Uh, we've heard of that guy's <laughs> name. Starring Emma Stone. What? And Jonah Hill? What? Vince. Sally Field? What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin, a Th- uh, riveting performance by Justin Theroux. Oh, my God. With the wig? With the wig. And the, wig <laughs> the wig had its own. I hope the wig gets nominated. Um, <laughs> we both got a chance to binge this. I'll let you start. Oh, dear. <laughs> if you can, go through this plot.
0: Like, it's... <laughs> This is, I guess this is why they paid me the big bucks. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> so. why I pitched it and gave it to you.
0: Punt. <laughs> so, we really have two main characters. This is a clear way to talk about it, as clear as possible. Jonah Hill plays Owen, and Owen is a paranoid schizophrenic. Okay. And in particular, he's hallucinating his brother. He doesn't know whether it's really his brother there or not. mm now, his brother's telling him, hey, you're on a secret mission, and you'll know the person who's going to give you this mission when you see her. Now, in real life, his brother, and he's, he, they're five sons. This is his oldest brother. Mm-hmm. His brother is in legal jeopardy. And Owen is the one who can get him, get him out of it by lying under oath. Oh. Now, Emma Stone's character. Wait, he's the black
1: sheep of the family. We have to add that. I mean, black is black.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I'll come back to that. Now, if you skip to Emma Stone's character, Annie, a tragedy has happened in her life, which has led her to becoming addicted to a particular drug. Okay. And she's going to do whatever she can to get it. So what happens is this. Owen and Andy, Annie end up in the same drug trial. Now, it's actually three drugs. And they call it, the, the order of it is ABC. Mm. So in the first, uh, for the first drug, what it does is it takes you to the worst moment in your life. You relive it. The second drug helps you to figure out what's blocking you from succeeding, from overcoming whatever challenges you've had. And the third drug leads you to the confrontation to get rid of depression once and for all. Yes, they're going to cure depression. <laughs> now, the people behind it, one of whom is played by Justin Thoreau, oh that's Dr. God. James Ray, and he's a character. <laughs> now, his colleague, played by Sonoya Mizuno, Dr. Azumi Fujita. She has come up with this computer that is behind getting rid of depression. This computer is running the show.
1: It's AI.
0: It completely. So the thing is, is this trial safe? Mm. Okay. Also, who is the basis for this computer? I won't say that. Please don't. Okay, but this is a surprise that comes in. So we don't know who's safe. All of this stuff is crazy. And now that's basically it. And the question is, how do Owen and Andy, Annie interact? What happens at the end? What happens in this trial? Is any of this real as well? Now, when you're looking at it, just to paint the picture further, Ref, it looks like the 80s. So you go, wait a minute,
1: hmm.
0: I have AI. They have this little, um, <laughs> this Sanit- little the yeah, sanitation. sanitation drone thing picking up dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going. To, I lived through the '80s. We had nothing like that. No, and but, the Statue of Liberty certainly <laughs> didn't look like that. Right. And and but the computers look like the '80s. The clothes look like the '80s. The the way they filmed it looks like the '80s. The cars, but they even say look back in 1999. So you're like, where am I? Where am I? And the family behind Jonah Hill's character, Gabriel Byrne is the father and others. He might be the black sheep, but you'd rather be with him than them. <laughs> so you can take over ref before i give my thoughts on this what
1: i will say is with maniac think th- these are the scenes you're gonna get you're gonna get some game of thrones you're gonna get some john wick <laughs> There's a john wick scene literally i can see the writers just pulling from Goodfellas. <laughs> you're gonna get the good yep you're definitely gonna get the good fellas. you're gonna get um eternal sunshine moments yeah. there are so many uh, it's so many um, pop culture nuggets mm-hmm. in recent cinema. Maybe not. So, not maybe not so recent cinema even. Right. You're going to get all that when I say Game of Thrones. I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> May not literally be Game of Thrones, but you're gonna watch and go, Oh my gosh, this is Game of Thrones. This is John Wick. Th- there's there's even some uh, there's even some. What's the other Keanu Reeves? <laughs> there's even some Matrixy kind of moments that happen. All in all, this is a head trip. I say if you like Legion, (laughs) if you're really into Legion and you're into figuring things out, um, again, Patrick Somerville comes from the leftovers. So think of non-linear storytelling. If you like that kind of head trippy, um, really strange dipping in and out of storylines, Uh, dipping in and out of characters, characters switching up one another. They're sometimes this person and sometimes they're the next. I think this might be for you. Think Carrie for television. Carrie Vucanagua for Mm. TV. And if you're into that world, you'll really enjoy Maniac. I will have to highlight Justin Theroux. If he doesn't get nominated, I will be very sad. What a performance! Of course, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill did did, did their jobs. Sally Field, of course, is gonna delivered. But really, for me, I was waiting for his for his for his moments. So I was very very thrilled with that. And then you got the guy from Aladdin who won the Tony for Aladdin. He's <laughs> he's in there. <laughs> yes,
0: the genie. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean... On Broadway, sorry. (laughs) Yes, yes, on Broadway. So, look, in addition to Legion, like you said, Eternal Sunshine, we're in that kind of land. Um, I'll say this. When it comes to these head-trip kind of shows and movies, the question for me as a critic is, What's the through line of the story? Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. What's the actual impetus for all of this nonsense, this craziness? And Eternal Sunshine, that to me is one of the greatest examples of how to do this. Because as Joel is losing his memory, you see it. So you know, whatever silliness they're doing, this is grounded in something very real. Mm -hmm. Legion, well, it's immediate that everybody might be dead. We got that. In Maniac, I wasn't quite as clear. It was there. I just didn't feel it as much. So I would say, everybody, though, as the ref said, if you're fans of that kind of stuff and you really love crazy references to pop culture, definitely check this out. I mean, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. I binged the whole thing. Is it quite on the level of Eternal Sunshine? No, but it's certainly interesting. And you get some committed... (laughs) performances i will tell you that ain't nobody showed up and went okay i'm taking a day off or a second off so hats off to that i even love that carrie threw in the big hug mug which was from true detective like little things like that if you know it there are lots of golden nuggets here
1: Mm -hmm. all right next there's suits well let's check in really quickly with that Uh, on USA again I mean suits uh, I don't watch the show I'll get around to it but I know you love it critic does it warrant this whole break
0: (laughs) well they do this every season
1: I know but it's just like
0: (laughs) well it's really so they can give you two cliffhangers per season Mm -hmm. that's what it's about (laughs) and um, look let's not kid ourselves USA knows what it has here And they're going, look, we're going to have this twice a year. (laughs) Not once. Just eat it. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, we've had this whole tumult. And in this season, we see that all kinds of people have come together now at Specter Lit and somebody else. We know Rachel's father is now the managing partner, or is he?
1: Mm.
0: So at the end of this season... What has happened is, of course, the firm is under some sort of attack. They always are from the outside. Something needs to happen in order to rectify this. And a new managing partner emerges at the end, one that no one could have seen coming, including himself. <laughs> so, in going to the second half of this season, which starts in January, it's typically when they bring it back, this is a completely different kind of law firm that we're going to have so the hierarchy has changed we'll see what happens and i'll say this as we talked about before this show is best when they really go into craziness and early on in the season they were doing it they kind of went back to what they normally do i implore these writers to really swing for the fences here you have a cast members here who will do anything you write <laughs> they will do it so go for it. Let's have even more fun. Suits is suits, though. It is what it is.
1: The Sinner has wrapped up its second season on USA as well. I, you know, wow. This one, i it's, uh, it's such a hard watch, mm-hmm. uh, especially the first season. Just the subject matters they deal with. It unravels into this hard watch. And I'm assuming the second season is no different.
0: <laughs> well, so this is anthology right we have a different case uh however we do have bill pullman's uh, character the detective back he's the one and he's gone back to his hometown at his hometown uh, a couple has been murdered by a, a kid okay so all right we have that now why did this kid murder the murder them etc and so on and so forth you figure that out there's a cult involved there's a woman who claims to be his mother played by Carrie Coon and she is the head of this cult what's going on there what's going on with Bill Pullman's character's backstory we get to see some of that we also see that we have Tracy Lett's character Jack and his daughter who is a detective and uh oh that's played by Natalie Paul by the way there's some connection going on there. So as you go through this season, they start unraveling more and more of the mystery so we can understand why this kid killed these people. Mm. Okay, season one, with Jessica Biel's character, it really focused on what was going on with her. In this second season, it was more focused not on the kid who did the killing, but on the people surrounding him. And I think that's a problem every time I was watching, I was going on, yeah, but what about him? Now, they have a kid, right? He's not young, young, but he's young enough, Mm -hmm. right? He's early teenaged, So they're probably going, we don't want to write too much for him because of uh, workplace laws. Right. Like, I know this. However, you wrote a story about a child murderer. And there's a reason behind it. And it's not enough focus on him. Almost every time until the last episode, ref, he's just looking like he's in shock or crying. Mm. That's not enough. So I did not find this as compelling as season one for that reason. And the point is, that is the question. Why did this kid do that? Why did he do this? They didn't answer that to me, I hope in season three they go back to more of a season one focus on the actual murderer, not on the surrounding folk.
1: Mm. Well, Elementary on CBS has been renewed for its seventh season, but it's wrapped up its sixth season. Mm. These folks are pumping out 21 episodes. Like, who does that anymore? (laughs) But they are doing it over at CBS with that show. Now, you know how I feel about this.
0: There's only Mm -hmm. one Sherlock Holmes. But... I'll let you talk about it. Well, in elementary, see, the thing about elementary is, unlike the rest of the Sherlock stuff, they gamble. <laughs> <laughs> they they are not trying to give you the Sherlock you've seen. It is a procedural, so you have to go through that. But they pull from the Sherlock canon certain things that other stories or depictions of Sherlock might hide his addiction, all of that stuff. Like in this season, he has to deal with that along with just being hit over the head too many times. He has concussion syndrome. (laughs) So there is, and and who helps him with this ref is an unlikely person. It's a serial killer. There's a serial killer who goes, hey, I need someone who's really good, a really good predator. So I'm gonna help you. (laughs) I'm gonna give you some things to solve. And then I'm gonna go away and come back when you're better. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you get in this show. Now, Sherlock, of course, is played by Johnny Lee Miller, who is a strange dude. I'm sorry, he, he plays this as strangely as possible. And we also have the wonderful Lucy Lou playing Watson here. Now, I'll tell you this, everybody. At the end of season six, where are we? Because something has happened where Watson has been framed for a murder. Mm -hmm. Did this serial killer do it? Or someone else? Who's behind it? Can Sherlock trust the people around him? And this all leads to them being on a different plane and in a different place. I'm not going to tell you what that means. But at the end, you're like, wait a minute. Season seven? Where where are we going to be? So I think that this show knows what it is. It does what it does. And I'll just keep watching because it really is easy to watch. Well,
1: that's it for our TV talk this round. (laughs) Are you kidding me? We are nowhere near finished with television, but... (laughs) Well, next, we got to go to all this fall stuff. I know. (laughs) But if you hang around, we promise that we will check in on some of your favorite shows, some of our favorite shows, and then shows we just don't know what to do with.